Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us here on Behind the Bart Podcast. I'm Philip Hubbard. And I'm Hayden Chambliss. This is our eighth episode of our second season, and it's going to be a special one today. Absolutely. We are joined by the one and the only Miss Joni Taylor. She is the uh, head coach of the UJ women's basketball team in her fifth season, correct? Yes, it is. And Five years has gone by so fast. <laughs> and won 65% of your games. That's pretty, pretty good. 11 of those wins came against top 25 teams. So very impressive. She's also developed some individual talent, too, producing five All-SEC honorees and two WNBA draft selections. She has a super impressive resume, and we love her here at Georgia. So just uh, start us off here, Coach. Uh, How was the summer with the workouts and now here in the fall preparing for the season? So we had a really good summer. First, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be with you guys today. Second season, that's awesome that you guys are in year two of this podcast. So um, we had a really, really good summer. For those of you who don't know, we got to go to Italy this summer. So the NCAA allows you to take a foreign tour every four years. And this was our year to take a foreign tour. So we went over to Italy and had an amazing time. We started off in Rome and then stayed there for a couple of days, went to Florence, then went to Trieste and Siena and kind of worked our way along the coastline and ended up in Venice and stayed there and then came back home. And so that opportunity allows us to practice more. When you go on a foreign tour, you, you play three games over there, so you get extra practice days. And so we knew early on this summer kind of what this season was going to be like. We got a sneak peek with our extra practice time and being able to play three games while we were over there. It was also really good for us because uh, Chloe Chapman, who is a freshman point guard who is actually on the soccer team right now, um, she has not been with us since school started because she's with soccer. And so her being with us this summer and playing those three games in Italy were really important for her and for the team considering the fact that she will literally – leave soccer season and come right and report to us. So had a great summer. Um, Then we rolled into the fall, gave them some time off as school started and started practice on September the 28th. And we have been full steam ahead ever since. The season starts next Thursday against Kennesaw State and it is here. So we have a really, really fun um, non-conference and conference home schedule. Our home schedule this year is outstanding. And so I'm excited about hosting such great teams in the Steg and getting our fans out to support us. That kind of leads me into my next question about the freshman and Chloe Chapman specifically. I've been in quite a few soccer games, and watching her play there is incredible, and I can only imagine what she can do on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. So, like, getting to know her, how does she balance that lifestyle, and how is, do you as a coach expect her to? So, what we when we, we've been talking to Chloe since ninth grade, right? Um, we saw her really young, recruited her, and we knew she wanted to be a two-sport athlete. You know, basketball is her favorite or her the one that she really wants to pursue, but she's exceptionally good in soccer, as you've seen. And so she wanted to do both, and we, we made the decision once we continued to recruit her that if, you know, if we're going to recruit her, we're going to let her do both sports. And so the conversation with her and with Billy, um, the head coach for the soccer team, was, look, when, she, when it's soccer season, she's a soccer player. So we don't ask her to do anything. She doesn't work out with us. Um, she doesn't come to practice. You know, I tell her all the time, be where your feet are. Be where your feet are. Because it's already an adjustment being a freshman at the University of Georgia. She has a demanding major. Um, Academics are challenging here. There is no way she could manage being in two places and, you know, trying to split time practicing here and practicing there. And what kind of toll would that take on her body? So we got back from Italy August uh, 14th. School started on – no, maybe August 11th. School started on the 14th. Yes. And Chloe hasn't been to a basketball workout since. So she'll be rusty, obviously, when she reports to us early November. But 
she'll she catches on really quickly. Her speed is unbelievable, yeah. right? Yes. And she's just she's feisty. She's competitive. She's got really really good personality, and it's contagious. And so we miss her like crazy, but we're super happy for the success she's having, and can't wait to get her back. What about your other freshman? Freshman, sorry, Javen Nicholson and then Jordan Isaacs. Yep, um, Javen. Javen Nicholson Javin. is a freshman from Collins Hill High School in Georgia. Skilled five player that can score with her back to the basket. She can also step out, shoot the three. She can face up, drive it. Gives us a low post presence inside that is just really, really dominant. I mean, it's, it's she's fun to watch. And her challenge has been playing at our pace. And, you know, we play really, really fast and. It's funny because people say they want to play fast and they get here and see what practice is like when you have to play that fast. And she's like, oh, my gosh, this is more than what I thought. And I'm like, I know, but you're fine. Um, But she catches on really well. She wants to be coached and wants to be coached hard because she wants to be really good. And that's what you want from a player. And then Jordan Isaacs is a freshman from St. Francis High School in Alpharetta, Georgia. So two Georgia girls. We're excited about that. And she is just tough as nails. She's blue collar. She will do anything that's asked of her. Quick left-hand driver from the high post, can score at the basket, but just really, really tough and grit. got some grit to her, and um, it's going to be a really good leader for us. Talking about freshmen, let's talk about last year's leading freshman, it seemed like Caitlin Hose. Mm-hmm. And what have you seen her as kind of like the, from a development stage going over in Italy and now about to uh, begin the season? Caitlin had a really, really good summer. You know, um, last year the pace was okay for her, but she didn't shoot it as well as she wanted to, I would say. Um, she's a really, really good shooter, and I think she was disappointed that she wasn't able to showcase that the way she wanted to. So she really got in the gym, worked on um, the quickness of her shot, getting it off quicker. And Because, like I, I told her, everyone knows that you're a shooter. So that's the last thing they're going to let you do. So you've got to be able to get it off quicker than what you are. And to her credit, she's really, really worked. She's in great shape. Um, she was always in good shape, but she's leaned her body out even more and gotten in really good shape. And um, has shot the ball incredibly well for us, and we're going to need her to continue to do that for us to have success this year. With the graduation of Kalia Robertson, how has Jenna Stady kind of stepped up into that role? You know, um, Jenna, I told her this summer, I said, all right, I know you want to be a starter, but being a starter comes with a different set of responsibilities. That's not going to be given to you just because Kalia graduated. Like, I don't want you to think you're going to just walk into that role because there's other people that are competing for that spot. So she's learning how to use her voice more. Jenna is more of a leader by example. She doesn't really say much. Um, And we actually had a closed scrimmage on Sunday, and she got in the huddle and said some things, and I was like, that's what I've been waiting for. So she has embraced the physicality of this league. She's gotten herself stronger. Um, And so I was really impressed with how she now looks for contact in the post, where I felt like last year she maybe shot away from it. She still shoots the ball exceptionally well. But she's starting to be more intentional about having a responsibility and having some accountability about what happens on this team. Who is stepping into Kalia's vocal leader role? Because I know that was huge to lose her in that. You know, Kalia wasn't as much of a vocal leader as people thought. She was more of a lead by example and pull you to the side. Um, I would say, though, the people that who you hear the most are Stephanie Paul, who is our senior, and Gabby Connolly, who's our junior point guard. They have both have been very vocal, and Maya Caldwell will be the third person that I bring into that. Q Morrison has been hurt. She didn't play in Italy. She had um, surgery, and she's coming back soon. And it's hard to sometimes say things when you're not actually out there on the floor, but I fully expect when she is back practicing, she's another voice that you would hear quite a lot. You mentioned Connolly, and she just got voted as yeah. the, um, let me get it right, second mm-hmm. team 
uh, all ACC. So now that she's a junior, uh, where have you seen her grow and what do you expect from her going into the season? Gabby has gotten better every single year, and this is someone who came in as a freshman, and we demanded a lot from her. It's really hard to come in as a freshman and take on the responsibility of playing the minutes she played at the point guard position. We ask a lot of our point guards here. It's no secret. And so she's accepted that. I think Gabby's growth has come more off the floor in terms of expectations, the expectations we have of her, and not comparing herself to someone else or anyone else, and using her voice and embracing hard. She has always done it. They always do it, but she hasn't always been a willing participant to do it, meaning the extra running, the, the workouts in the summer. You know, she's always going to do it, but she may have a little face for you as she's doing it. She now understands all those things are preparing her for playing 40 minutes a game, which is pretty much what she did last year. She averaged 32, 33 minutes a game, and she will probably do the same again this year, um, whether it's at the point or the two guard. And so she now understands the things that we're putting her through are helping her once she gets into games and so she's looking for it more instead of fighting it. Is there a specific like mantra or theme you have for this year that you want to start off strong with? You know our motto for this year is Asati um, and it is Italian for rise up and so our conversations over the summer were just like do more. It's so funny when Kirby came out with their motto of do more I was like that's ours. We're just saying it differently. Um, I felt like last year we just showed up and whatever happened happened. There was no intentionality about practice or the game. We just thought we were we're Georgia, so we're just going to show up and win, or we're just going to show up and somehow make the NCAA tournament. It doesn't happen that way. You've got to be intentional. You've got to be responsible, and you've got to hold people accountable. Then you got to play at a really high level. And so none of those things separately will get you there. And so I think the summer it was, you know, do more. Raise your level. Raise your expectation. You came to Georgia for a reason. And it wasn't to be sitting home in March. And so that was kind of our motto all year. But I didn't like how it sounded. I didn't like do more. I didn't like raise your level. And so then we get over to Italy late July, early August. And I was like, hey, what is level up? How do you say level up in Italian? And then our translator said something long. I was like, no, 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 that's not it. I said, how do you say do more? How do you say raise your level? And every answer was just some boring or long thing. And I was just like, "Mm mm-mm. And then finally I said, what about rise up? We all know that's the motto of the, you know, Falcons. But I was like, how do you say rise up? And she was like, Asati. And I was like, that's it. Perfect. Right? That's that's one word. You can say it. And we can close huddles with that. We can be in a game. And if it's not going right, we can scream it from the bench. And everybody knows what that means. And so that's that's what our theme is. That's what our motto is. And then it's just continuing to hold ourselves to that standard. So with this with the season starting... Next Thursday, what do you see? What are you hoping to see specifically from your team against Kennesaw? Uh, first thing I'll say, I'm hoping to see um, 13 healthy people because we've got some kids out right now with nagging injuries, nothing season ending. So I'm hoping to see a full roster on the bench and available to play. And then always for us, it's play hard and defend, and then execute on the offensive end. If you do those things, you're going to win the boards. You're going to win um, defensive transition. You're going to be able to run. So instead of listing all those things, we try to keep it really simple and say play your butt off. And if you play your butt off, you're going to get to lose balls. You're going to rebound the ball. You're going to run hard. Um, we want to execute on the offensive end. And I am looking forward to seeing a packed Stegman Coliseum. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast yes. with us today. Absolutely. Definitely. Thanks for having me. Thank you me. for your time. And don't forget, as Coach Taylor just said, the Lady Bulldogs will tip off Thursday, November 7th at 7 p.m. as they face off against Kennesaw State here at Stegman. We know Coach Taylor and her team would appreciate you coming to Stegman, as she just said. 
So I definitely make plans to attend. We thank Coach Taylor. Uh, we thank Mr. Trey Littlefield and Kevin Mobley for making this happen. Uh, and that does it here for this episode of Behind the Bark. Be sure you're following our podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Behind Bark to keep up to date on each episode. Thanks for listening and have a great day.